Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And I'm so excited for this episode. Same. Finally, we have this wonderful guest on. We, Brian and I, just did their podcast, um, Add to Cart. I don't know if our listeners listen to it i posted about it hopefully they did because it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> but in general just a great great hang great person friend of the pod the chemistry is going to be off the charts i'm calling it right now <laughs> this is the like first time that i've done that it's just like predicted the chemistry is going to be great before we've even started young me i feel like you jinxed it now it's going to be bad it's going to be awkward silences and like nobody understanding each other's jokes <laughs> Well, listeners, you'll never know because I'm going to edit out all those awkward silences. <laughs> but you know what, Youngmi, I think we should just go right ahead and introduce our wonderful guest this week. Yeah. Uh, listeners, like I said before, the chemistry is going to be off the charts. Your guest this week is a writer, director, and host of the Add to Card podcast. Give it up for Kulap Vilaisak. Yay! Hot Kim! Coming in fast and hard. You guys heard that? Wow. <laughs> Chemtrails flying uh, across my face, slapping me. It's going to be so good. This is gonna, uh, wow. The vibes. <laughs> vibes Pull up are... is just like that. The, it's n- nothing overcompensatory about that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you. Like I said, we just did your podcast. I was so fun. I thought you were so funny and just so easy to talk to but you're like a podcast pro legend, <laughs> legend. Whoa, what's the legend. word icon. Ah, icon. that's icon. you know i'll take it because you know i gotta take anything that comes my way these days <laughs> you're the inventor of podcasts <laughs> oh yeah 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 me and uh alex bell you know we be inventing <sighs> shit yeah i i've been podcasting uh, 10 plus years now I started with a podcast called Who Charted way back in the day, with, uh, like Earwolf's fourth podcast. And I co-hosted wow. that with wow. Howard Kramer for eight years. So, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You did a podcast a, for eight you're years. A true, you're a true OG. We have a lot of questions about that. Oh, please. I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts. I mean, cause... I have opinions now whether they're valid, uh, whether they're <laughs> accurate, <laughs> whether they're based in fact. You know, we'll see. We'll see. And it's okay because that's why people listen to podcasts. They don't listen for vetted, well-researched facts. People listen for hot takes. Yeah, that's right. Misinformation. Misinformation. And And that's why Joe Rogan's so rich, right? That's why he's got a deprivation tank in his basement. You know, that's some like misinformation (laughs) money right there. I just got to get more wrong opinions and then I'm going to, I'll be a podcast superstar. (laughs) We got to find hills to die on that make absolutely no sense and then just stick to it, you know? Maybe that's a goal that we should set for ourselves on this episode. Let's each More come misinformation. Away, let's just each come away with a hill that we did not expect okay. to die on. But we'll learn that about All ourselves right, through yeah. the course of this recording. Okay, I'm going to write All hills. Right. But I, I, I think we're... T- <laughs> I think we're too lazy for... Okay, but okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Great, let's yeah, do it. Let's try yes, it. and. Yes, there and. we go. Yes, Great ke- chemistry off the charts. Off the charts. Before we, you know, dive into your illustrious body of work, we like to ask each other how we're feeling. So up first, Youngmi, how are you feeling? I am feeling, you know, cool up. I'm recently single and I was like, not. I'm not dating because people are so weird. Yeah. 
everybody in the world is weird. Wait, that was, I feel like your response is very like sad. Yeah. It's not that sad. No, but it, it, it's more like <laughs> an acknowledgement of the truth. Like, yeah, people are weird. Yeah. yeah. They're fucking yeah. weird right now. It's just, and I was thinking about this and I was feeling like, I don't really feel like I have the need to date. Which is like interesting because I've never felt that way before. Is it freeing? Yes. Oh, I like. I'm not not (laughs) that horny. Like I'm horny, but I'm not that horny. Oh, yeah. I'm just like. As someone who has a lot of shame around sex, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) You like her not being that horny. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's a hell of a to die on. Die on. Is sex negativity woman. is a good thing. Sex negativity. I'm feeling very sex negative. <laughs> and I was just thinking about I don't why is everyone so weird? Why is everyone so toxic? I get so much material mm. from dating cuz people are so fucking not good. Is it now this you is know? a I don't know if this is a hot take. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to say it anyways. So this is your uh, Joe Rogan, dear hill that you Rogan die on. Moment. But like, is it weird because the dating pool at when you're in your late 30s, early 40s, like the people who are single, are they just weirder than compared yes. to, do you know what I mean? Like more, yes. more like the, rigid in their ways, like more set. Yeah. Yes. And less flexible. Actually, yeah, I don't know. I used to joke around that a, a, like, a, like a straight man in his 40s and 50s run like no wonder they're dating 18 year olds because nobody else will fuck with that there is something i don't know what's going on they get yeah there's like something weird that happens they don't want to be challenged yeah Um, yeah yeah Mm. i know Mm. i know but also but it's not even yeah it's just i feel yeah there's something just not right in the air yeah, you know, like Something's m- off. Mercury, Mercury's in retrograde. This weather, Saturn's rising. <laughs> mm-hmm. Climate, here, those yeah. the Salt Lake, Great Salt Lake is drying up. There's a lot of bad juju going on. We're all on fire. Yeah, we. we <laughs> it's hot as hell. Who wants to have sex when it's hot like this? No, no not me. Well, so this is what I was thinking though. I I had like such a toxic run of people that I've dated, oh. and then the last person I dated wasn't toxic. He was great. He was just like a nice person. And now I'm like, I'm not going to put up with anything because I already know that there are people out there that aren't horrible. So, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's, it's actually, it feels yes. good. It's, it's like, you know, secure feeling. Brian was joking earlier saying about Mercury <laughs> retrograde and all of that. But it is at the time of this recording, we have a new moon in Leo. I'm just saying, I think this is, this Ooh, is, Leo you're speaking. Uh, to <laughs> the qualities of a new moon in Leo. Let's just say that, Brian. Let's just say that. Lo- yeah. I'm, I'm feeling very it. Leo. And for I'm our listeners like, out there, Cool yeah. Up is, fr- is recording from L.A. <laughs> oh, I went, I went L.A. crunchy. Like, I've been here, guys, since I was 18. And I'm 42. Wow. wow. Like, I'm so far gone. Like, you know. And to me, it's like, oh, yeah. is that Kool-Aid? Can him. I drink it? Are you going to finish your Kool-Aid? Can I have a sip? I'm dipping my toe. I'm dipping my toes. I'm dipping my toes into it. Yeah, I'm I'm stewing in a jacuzzi of of that. (laughs) When Cool Up sleeps at night, she just turns into a crystal. (laughs) 
she yeah, she sleeps in a crystal coffin and she closes the. <laughs> I the mean, I used to sleep when when my mind was. I'm a little better now. I, I forget what I was going through, but I had this like big crystal that I would sleep with, and oh, just nice. pray that like you know I didn't like accidentally like stab choke my it, husband. <laughs> oh, oh my I'd god! I'd be scared that it would go in my mouth for some reason. Hmm? I'm like choking on it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a open mouth sleeper. I drool like sometimes I'll wake up and it'll be like a pool of saliva. Anything can go in my mouth while I'm sleeping, and I won't know. I mean, that's, that's why you got to side sleep. You can't you can't be pulling a Jimi Hendrix. You gotta wait, you gotta side sleep. Wait, what are you saying? What happened to well, him? Jimi Jimi Hendrix, not Jimi Hendrix. Likes, Did he choke? Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, he like suffocated on his own vom. Oh, I thought man. that was the ACDC guy, or was it just all of them back then? A lot of rock stars be doing mm. that. And Dang. Dang, that's you know. tough. That's tough to drown in your own, <laughs> you know? That's me, but not vomit, drool. I will or drown crystal, in my own or drool. crystal and hand crystal. to mouth. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want anyone to get plugged up by crystals. <laughs> what if it went up your butt? Oh, man. That's a Wake whole up. other conversation. I mean, what if I, but what if by doing that, I turned into like a powerful like troll, you know, like one of those trolls. <laughs> Wait, isn't that an LA thing? You put crystals in yeah, your vagina, yeah. right? Well, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a goop thing. You or there's like sunning, isn't it? Like yeah, you put your butthole to the sun. Well, and you get your more butthole and, that way. and your taint. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> you you let the sun rays hit your taint to just like to just <laughs> charge up that, that internal battery, you guys. That sounds like science. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try it, and even if it works, I'm not gonna tell a single soul. <laughs> that's going. That's between me and God. I understand. <laughs> I understand that. He yeah. Anyway. But anyways, young me, you're in the so thick of it. The rap- people be people be weird out on these streets. So how I'm feeling, though, is like maybe it is a Leo thing because I'm like, I'm too good for this bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling. Like I'm just like, ple- you miss me with that shit is how I'm feeling. Yes. I'm just like, mm. miss me with that yes. shit. I'm going to just, I'm fine. I feel like my self-esteem levels went up dramatically in the last few years. <laughs> That's amazing. And now it's like... And there's, oh, I I just want to say this really quick. Like in therapy, I used to always talk about relationships and like how I relate to other people, mostly men that I date, right? And I never talk about it now in therapy. Like it's so back of the brain. Like don't, I don't give a shit about it. It doesn't even matter to me. And I'm like, even my my therapist was like, wow, that's like a really big shift. Like, do you realize you never talk about like people that you're dating anymore? And I'm like, cause I don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, but that's like—is your, is your therapist disappointed now? She's like, she's like, oh, I want the hot. I liked it. All these mes- messy dating stories were kind of fun right? for me, but <laughs> right, great. She's like, great. You're gonna talk about your 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 career and your mom again. Great. <laughs> Does that speak to getting older and just? It's nice not to be insecure. Like that's a that's great. Yes, that's yeah. a great also, thing. Uh, I was thinking also like the last person I dated was not insecure or uh, everyone feels insecure, but he was able to self-soothe and it wasn't my Mm -hmm. job anymore. Right. And everyone before that, it was always my job to soothe their insecurities. And I think a lot of women, you know, go through this feeling of being an emotional caretaker for somebody that's not as emotionally developed. But my last relationship wasn't like that. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. I never want to fucking 
pat a guy on his back because he never learned how to like self-soothe you know yeah and and i was like why was everyone that i dated before that so insecure because i was fucking insecure too you know i was like drawing those similar personalities to me and now that i don't have that i'm like fuck yeah red flag get out of here yeah i was the red flag i was insecure when i'm you know i'm i'm big enough to admit that but moving on it's not gonna happen anymore so (laughs) i love it i love it i love it so i'm feeling uh that's how i'm feeling not insecure brian how are you feeling i'm feeling the most insecure (laughs) (laughs) yin and yang baby (laughs) no so for our dedicated listeners who've been with us since the start Around this time last year, I thought I was going to get really into woodworking because I wanted to build something (sighs) with my hands, some tangible results. Well, that feeling is back, baby. Carpenter. Carpenter Brian. (laughs) Jesus Brian. I'm opening this up to the listeners. I'm also opening this up to you, Kulap, as as a veteran of the entertainment biz. I'm feeling a bit burned out by this biz, quite honestly. A lot of rejections. And I'm just like... Yo, I don't know if I have. I'm getting tired of these rejections. Let's let's learn something new. So now, rather than woodworking, I'm kind of like, do I want to like go to school and learn something like a skill, a different skill set that isn't like comedy? That could be fun. Nourish my brain in that way. Because I talked about it earlier. Like I feel like my brain's like a raisin. I'm like not nourishing it. Okay. And so it's dried. A little dried. Yeah, it's a little dried. Okay. Let's learn something. So we so, we need to we need to sun your butthole and wet <laughs> your, butt your brain. <laughs> uh, that wait, could so possibly not, yeah. be it. Not huh? woodworking. You're 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 like throwing it to us to give you an, a suggestion. I'm open. It's just I'm open to a lot of different things, but I'm also kind of like. Maybe law could be fun. I could law? learn how the world works. That's wow. the most Brian Park thing I've ever heard Brian say. Maybe law. I'm going to give law a go. What? <laughs> okay, wow. No, no, no. no, no. I'm going to preface this. A lot of this is all rooted in insecurity. I feel yeah, like yeah. as a 32-year-old adult man, there's a lot of gaps in my knowledge when how the world works. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, in theory... Learning about like getting a crash course in law is like a like a fucking steroid fast track of oh you don't know anything about the world well this is how the world fucking works like learn up and digest these thousand pages of whatever but, that's my knowledge but I do under I do understand <laughs> this idea though of which I think you're speaking to it's like we're creative people and we want to be creative and yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is kind of like one like vessel. Our yeah. creativity, yes. our you know, and to learn a new skill would would excite that and and fill you up yes. a little bit. And because you're at a place where, and I'm, God, we have just even listening to you, just as as people who've chosen this profession, we have to like <laughs> self soothe, like you said, young me. We have to like kind of like do all these strategies so that we yeah. can have endurance. Right. So that we can continue on. And so like you wanting to feel a sense of security, like, okay, well, I learned this thing. I checked this off. I completed this, you know, it does feed back into the same sort of vessel because who Mm. knows you going into just saying like this crash course of law. Throwing it. Yeah. Yeah. But that could spark something in your comedy. 
because it's that of act course. of like lubricating like you said lubrication. That's, i think that's a that's a great uh yeah you that, you know what you made me realize something about myself i think that's what the central feeling of like being burnt out and dried up is i'm that's never gonna go away from me like and that we all are creative people this is just like the path we chose because we we are all creative but i guess like when when you mention like strategies and how to figure it out i i need like a some other thing like a distinction or a delineation so that this creative thing can stay creative but right now it's like i'm in this position where it's all getting like muddled up so it's like making me analyze like the creative aspects of myself in a lens that's not beneficial and it's getting all like jumbled up and confusing yeah it's a good point yeah yeah i do get i really i, I feel like you're that. just really hot brian your brains what? Your what? brains, you're just really hot. I feel like everything is so confusing because we're all so hot, so hot out. <laughs> that yeah. could be it too. No, that's a big part. <laughs> where, am, where am I going with my life? I don't know. Maybe that's why everyone in LA is like that because they're always so, so hot. Yeah. In LA, <laughs> yeah. It's, I think LA is like, like a duck on a pond. Mm. And mm. from the top, serene. Just fine, but below uh, the water, grr, the wa- the, the just little. the legs are just going, you know, ninety miles an hour. Um, oh, but it's absolutely. like treading water sometimes, mm-hmm. not forward yeah. motion. It's a lot. Absolutely, I don't know. It's just, and it's normal. I'm not like people need to know that these insecurities ex- exist in the creative realm because even like. I hear these comedians who have who are so established on paper. I'm like, oh my god, you're so great! Like everything's great, but behind closed doors, it's like, like you said, their their feet are in motion like constantly. And I'm just like, God, that's that's not what I was expecting. You're the you're the man. You're supposed to be cool, cool calm, and collected. I, yeah, I don't want to know this. <laughs> this doesn't inspire me with confidence. But you know. Yeah. ebbs and flows i go through this i've accepted that it's just a natural course of the process there's other moments where i'm like this is the best thing ever i fucking love it but right now yeah the highs are highs of, lows are lows but then yeah like yeah. finding just strategies to get you in the in-between to you know make yourself okay totally totally but it's tough thank you for listening <laughs> Yeah, I'm never gonna be funny. I have not written a fucking joke in I don't know months. Well, that's a that's a that's a lie. You're never gonna be funny. I just saw you you posted something recently that was really funny about you know environmentalism, and that was just days ago. <laughs> Thank you. Very funny and very poignant at the same time. Cool. How are you feeling? I you know like even just like prior to us meeting, you kind of gave me oh what are we gonna talk about? And I was thinking you yeah. know there was a part the piece that. Well, I'll just touch on now that we'll talk about later, but like thinking about like, oh, what what are you ashamed of these days, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because the trigger I have, or well, my my trigger reaction, I should say, is like, everything's good. <laughs> everything's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. everything's, you know, and yeah, then yeah. like, yep. oh, well, really, like, what's the layer? What's the layer? And my stuff, it, I definitely, like, work is a... I like to work. I enjoy work. And when work isn't coming my way or flowing, it you know, it does, it it messes with me. It's like, it's a point of uh, fulfillment, right? And so, mm. I yeah. yeah, you know, so I just think, yeah, yeah, man, like I, I go, I go in, in 
with my strategies of like, I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm fine, but like, I'm not okay with where I'm at. <laughs> you know, like, why hasn't <laughs> yeah. something come yeah. up for me again? What, why did mm-hmm. I make, did I make some wrong choices here? Did I not do the right follow up to that project? Did I, should I said, should yeah. I have said yes? But then I'll have these moments of clarity go, no, that wouldn't have been good. That would not have been right. good. Yeah. So right, right. it's sort of this constant, like, yeah, but I, I, I'll say this is that I recently shot a, a short film completely self-financed by the writer and it, I was directing and man, was that just fun to do. Mm. It was just fun to make stuff again. Yeah. And to work with people again and to mm-hmm. that's what I crave more than anything is a crowded table. I want a crowded table, be it like dinner, but be it a writer's room. Be it mm. like, you know, a, where we're meeting with a bunch of production heads and we're deciding how to like make this project better together than we would apart. Like that is yeah. my drug. Yeah. That's my drug. And so mm. that's, you know, I keep chasing that and trying to want to to to, to do that again. Because um, my background mm. is I was um, uh, a writer and I, a showrunner. And so yeah. I, I've just been trying to pitch shows and getting just the most beautiful nose from various people, the most uh, uh, most complimentary nose, just flowery nose. Oh. Um, can't wait to hear the next thing. Come back, we love you. Oh. <sighs> cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. So I just am like, man. You know, is it? I don't even hear flowery nose. People just like don't respond to me, and I'm like. Yep. Yeah, like all right. that was. I thought that was a good idea. I guess back it wasn't. to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. And it takes me like kind of a beat to gestate like an idea. Yeah, you know, because I want to devote um, myself to ideas. So it's not like yeah, or maybe I need to just. I don't know. I feel like I need to change or something. I don't know, right? Because the I, definition. Oh, like okay, tell me, please, Brian, tell me. No, I mean it sounds like you know. You have this goal, and it sounds like you know exactly what it is that you want, and that that's a crowded table, and yeah, it's uh, we talked about it. Uh, it's just uh, ebbs and flows. It's the process, and to quote Ki Kwan, who in, said, uh, "Sweet does not taste as good if we haven't experienced some sour." It's true. It's, it's true. just part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, does it suck. And especially when your brain's running hot. Well, yeah, I guess no we fun. all got to cool down. <laughs> <laughs> the fan is blowing straight into my vagina right now. Otherwise, it will be wet by the time I stand up. So You'll slip and fall. I'll slip and fall. It's pointed at my vagina, at my vulva. It's it's know. precautionary. You know, oh, the other day but I got off the subway seat and then I, to look at the map and then I went to go sit back down and it was all wet and I was like, ew, who put their wet butt on the seat? And I was like, bitch, me. Oh, I just no. stood up from that. It's my <laughs> butt sweat. And I was like, and then I just Yo. like quickly sat down like, I hope no one saw that. <laughs> <laughs> You right, right there. That's a short Wait, film. Like, That's a short film right there. Go ahead, let's do it. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna bring that. <laughs> bring to that. The, put, pitch I'm that. Pitch that. Finance people finance that, please. Please. It's her idea. Nobody take it. No. Yeah, people are gonna be like, "This is a horrible idea." I wasn't. I'm not gonna even give you a flowery. No, I'm just gonna say you're. This is. We're bad. not even gonna say a flowery. It's bad, and you should like, feel bad. You thought this was gonna be a good movie. Now go back on the subway with your wet, stinky butt, and never okay. come back in this room again. <laughs> 
Okay, so I shouldn't have printed the picture of my sweaty seat into a 16 by 20 and framed it. Is that what you're saying? I was going to ride this idea straight to Hollywood, baby. It's okay. We can auction that off on our Patreon, that framed photo, for $100 subscribers. Cool Up, you host the podcast, add to cart with dear friend of the pod and wonderful person, Suchin Pak. And for our listeners who aren't familiar, it's a podcast about our consumption patterns and what they say about us. You know, you talk about what are you adding to your cart? What are you removing from cart? And we want to know, what have you learned about yourself and humans in general through hosting this podcast? I think it's one of, it's a really intimate look into somebody. I mean, you guys, your episode was so fantastic. You both are so hilarious. But I got to know you guys in our time together because of what you were adding and removing to cart. (laughs) And it's such an indication of where a person is in this moment in time. You know, yeah. for for Brian, mm. you know, his his through talking about shoes, I think I think with shoes or no, it was we were just talking about what type of shopper you are. We find out that you're somebody who needs to do a lot of research, go buy something and then Im- take it home and then return it. Like we knew that, mm. and then we, we and then we talk a little bit. Why, Brian? Why is that? Why? And then we learn that he, when he gets leather shoes, they need to have the right crease, if there right. is a crease. No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't reveal that. And we learned, we learned about that. And for young me, we learned about like that she goes to sleep listening to ASMR, and that is incredibly intimate. Like to know, mm. like that's part yeah. of like your habits and and what 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 you like. And I didn't know that there were people who specifically do sleep ASMR and also like eight hours of that. Yeah. And then also that you know <laughs> there there are people who do it and they're like really trying to like talk you up. And if you're sad, they'll get you something from Seven Eleven and describe it to you. <laughs> like I that. Sent, I sent examples to Kulov. <laughs> And one of my favorite ones is this person pretends that she came over to your house because you're sad and she brought you all your favorite snacks from 7-Eleven, complete with the crinkly plastic bag. And she's like, I got, oh my I got God. this, the big Slurpee you like, but I didn't have cherry Coke, so I got you raspberry, blue raspberry. And then she's like, and then she like brings out like little snacks because you're sad. You're sad. Come on, man. Come on. Like, that's, that's art. That's the so highest art form on planet Earth right now. And I think. YouTube ASMR videos. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know all of that. And that was from you sharing that you added to cart um, eye masks that have headphones on it. Yeah. The speakers speaker into, built it. into it. Yeah. That you can sleep yep. here at the same time. And for myself, what I've learned, I think, I, I, I've learned. And especially in reflection of uh, maybe point counterpoint to Su Chin of like mm-hmm. my habits and, and what I need to just fill <laughs> this, you know, um, ever expanding void that's inside of mm-hmm. me <laughs> and how, you know, it, I think yeah. I, I mentioned um, astrology before. Um, it's something mm-hmm. that I've been into for a while. And what I like about astrology and thinking about like your your three signs of your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign. I like to know that about myself and know that about my friends because I it makes give, it gives me more compassion um, because mm-hmm. I understand that people mm. are um, they 
they're this is so dumb to say they're they ha- they're going through a different experience than me mm. that they, they have they've been dealt different cards than me and those cards mm-hmm. kind of mm. is about like it's their operating system and so yeah. it makes me understand yeah. myself more and, and kind of like oh like sometimes most things are not actually personal it's because somebody yeah, else yeah. is going right, through something right. and their own sort of set of factors in their lives yeah. and we're all doing that at all right. times right oh. I, I, I it, it okay. helps it helps a little bit um like oh okay yeah it definitely helps in like developing more empathy for yes. others yeah. yes it does and so similarly i think i get something out of um the it like getting to know somebody about their the, these sort of like uh, details these details yeah. of their life like yeah. the psychology behind mm. how they shop is really fascinating because you know people think it's just like there are so many different ways that people shop like brian obsessively you know like looks looks stuff up and then goes it and then goes and gets it and then returns it and there's a lot a lot of <laughs> stuff going on you know psychologically i think which didn't it lead to him kind of it's, talking, uh, sharing, and Young Me already knew this of that how he really likes to put off pleasure. I mean that is yeah, yeah, th- that yeah. is illuminating. Yeah. It's know? illuminating people's uh, relationship to pleasure and yeah and yeah through purchasing stuff yeah yeah. And yeah. then Young Me was you were saying how like I don't like to buy like if there, she finds a great shirt she's not going to get multiples of it. That's not who she is. And yeah, it's yeah, right. It doesn't occur to me. It, yeah. It's not that's not your thing or or that, you like. know, that you'll buy something that, you know, expensive that that really you're really happy about. But then, you know, you'll have the same underwear for a decade in tatters. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> because you don't value that as much as, you know, whatever other item, you know, and it's like it's that's interesting. Like it's. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I'm curious though. What is something that you bought recently in an attempt to fill the void oh, in your my- heart, but it turns out didn't fill the void in your didn't heart. Fill the- <laughs> well, here's the tough thing is I am a Taurus. I was a Taurus son and Taurus sons like things. <laughs> they like material stuff. They <laughs> like luxury. They like um they like cozy stuff. They love the home. So let me think about mm. something that I didn't act I just I am a person who likes things. For better mm-hmm. or for worse. <laughs> Being honest, being it's honest. Now, what did I not like? I like things. What did I not like? But I don't know if you like things like I like things. Like, so oh, you everything you buy is fulfilling to you. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, mm. and I and if if uh, yeah yeah, I look at it. Do I want it? If I want it, I get it. Like for Sue, yeah. like for let me for Let's Sue. Go. Do I want it? I might return it. Like I don't. I. It's pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, as in life, I, I very like this is what I want right now, and if I yeah. bring it, I don't like. Yeah, I'll return yeah. it. I don't have a lot of um, uh, regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of that, and um, I, I'm yeah. very decisive. I'm super decisive. Wow. Oh, that's great. I love well, that. Can I talk about that's talk amazing about this issue that I had? Yeah, that I like really. Um, as I got older, somehow cured myself of it, but. Like when I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, you know, like I said, I like grew up really poor. So everything I bought, I felt really guilty about. And I would beat myself up like ab- about it. Everything, every single thing I questioned it. I was like, why did I buy that? Even, you know, when I go grocery shopping, I have like in the back of my head to be as thrifty as possible. Like 
don't get the fucking mm. Oreos, get the knockoff cookies or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And every single purchase made me feel so bad. And I would get mm. really upset if people bought me gifts. Oh, wow. And, and I, I hated well, it. What's the gifts part? Gifts. Is it because you feel like you need to return it? You need to... What was, what was that I part f- piece? Well, I, I guess I figured it out in therapy. It's because <laughs> when I was a kid, I've talked about this, but when I was a kid, my mom, we were poor and my 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 dad would always like make sure to buy us good gifts for birthdays and Christmas and stuff because he felt like bad, you know, even if we didn't have enough money. Yeah. And my mom, so when I would get the gift, my mom would be like, you know, we're so fucking poor, but because of you, your dad wasted money on this. Uh. And like, so after I got it, she would always get really angry at me and I would be like, I didn't even fucking ask you for this, you know? And so I think as an adult, as an adult, there's like something in the back of my head that if somebody gives me a gift, they're, they're expecting me to give them something back or I, they're like going to resent me because they spent money on me and they're like, they're not doing it in a nice way. They're doing it like, fuck this bitch. Now I have to buy you a birthday gift like that. And so I get, I'm like, I don't want this gift. Like, don't give me a gift. Cause yeah. I like, it really fucks with me in my head. Um, but yeah. and then I think I like understood where that was coming from. So now like if I buy something, I'm just like, I don't get, I'm not going to waste energy on feeling bad. Like whatever. I, I maybe I spent too right. much money. Maybe it wasn't smart of me to spend that much money on whatever. And I'm talking about like, it'll be like a, <laughs> like a $17 sandwich or something, you know, that's like how much sandwiches cost yeah. in New York. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I can't spend half of my day feeling shitty about every single thing that I buy, you know? So I like, right. I did get rid of that and I'm like really happy because I used to be miserable about that. I, 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 Ooh, I totally yeah. understand that and I get that. And I, I, I definitely, um, I also grew up, uh, uh, poor and, and, uh, my, my, both my parents are, uh, refugees from Laos and, you know, m- food stamps uh you know and they they they, they, all of that i've had to work since a young age um so i do understand that mindset a lot um something shifted for me i i am somebody who um i think about like laws of attraction i think about like abundance Mm -hmm. you know and trying to get out of sort of that refugee mindset of um, mm. starvation and, um, mm. you know, and really wanting to not like cock block what the universe wants to provide for me, <laughs> uh, mm. you, you know, in, in a way right. of like, you know, like just like, like with reason, right? With reason, but just just kind of like, I I, I even have like, I, I, like we, I think it's clear that I wasn't joking and that Brian wasn't joking. We were talking about me because <laughs> I'm pointing to sort of this kind of altar I have to the side of my office. But there's kind of like yeah. my saying or my mantra is like, if in its spirit, open the way to my great abundance. I'm an irresistible magnet for all that belongs to me by divine right. And it's mm. something that like, I'm just like, you know, I'm calling like, you know, I, that like, bless you. Excuse me. Like to just... You know, I think that we can have more than we can even imagine. And if we limit yeah. our imagination, oh, shit. Th- and that's what I mean about, like, cock-blocking. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know. blocking right. things that are being sent to you. Yeah, yeah, in a way of just, like, you know what? Mm, like, that's yeah. how much that sandwich cost. <laughs> like, you know, and... Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, you, you know, you both, like, 
you both know how to like survive and you've been doing it. Um, yeah. What what does it look like for you guys to thrive in the means that you have? Mm-hmm. Right. And right, then right. give me like, it's okay to say, I want more, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and no limit yeah. to that. Right. Like is how right. I feel. Absolutely. Woo. Damn. It's a great well, way to put it. I think we all learned here that our consumption patterns are so much are very very inextricably linked to our psyches I, yeah. and I, I who we are like, as people if we like were to pull like our credit card statements yeah like it would it would um, i mean it would be forensic <laughs> like it would be so like you, right. you know like huh <laughs> yeah what was yeah. that about you, you really know? know somebody like, yeah really i think it really and it also, I think, is all also very telling of like in terms of like privacy. Like, I mean, I'm already owned. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all, all like right, my right, habits. Right. Like I, I, you know, like <laughs> everything. I, you know, 23 and Me's got my DNA. <laughs> like every place yeah. that I go on Instagram, every place you know that I like, I use my credit card, right? Like I'm like yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's the, over. The consum- <laughs> consumption patterns. You know, they're so. And and also there's like this overarching like I think view in America that capitalism is bad and I believe you know obviously I I believe that I don't know why I said it like that I I believe capitalism is bad and uh, purchasing mindlessly is bad yeah. but uh, also there's a, there's like a deeper layer I think that you're getting on your podcast where you're really interacting with people and how they relate to this idea of deserving you know and 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 how they feel about deserving and and you know abundance and uh, those psychological like relationships that we all have to those feelings and the shame and like the and the pleasure and like it's just so fascinating it's like an endless like there's so many things that you can learn and and also it's like it, it's like totally. what do we value what's important to yeah. you but yeah. it, but then not to not to even pretend that it's it's always so deep that's what make keeps me keeps me interested but it's also yeah. about like serums it is like oh 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 what's that you love that okay could i have yeah. that like it's so much yeah, that yeah, as yeah, well yeah. like oh, does, yeah, does yeah. that fit into the fantasy that i see my life as <laughs> yeah just but just like your friend telling you that they bought something good. Yeah. That that is also super fun. Yeah. Super fun. And you don't gotta you don't have to think that that deeply into it. Just like, I got this, it was good. You want me to get you one? <laughs> yeah. I wanna shift gears okay. here a little bit, cool up. And for our listeners, you know, you're a true podcast OG. <laughs> you have your current podcast add to cart. You had your own podcast that dates back to twenty ten called Who Charted. But you're also a showrunner and we're an executive producer of the show Bajillion Dollar Properties, which was a satire of, as we all know, real estate centric reality TV shows, which is sort of its own subgenre. But we thought this would be fun. What are some of like the wackier ideas that you've pitched before? Like, do you mean in Bajillion or do you mean like just other types of show ideas? We, we want other types of show ideas. We want to peek into your brain the the chaotic creativity of Kulap. Well, I like the comedy that I like is, is generally like more character character driven. Um, I okay. I like um, I like the the thing about like bajillion why it all sort of like ties together is like everybody has like daddy issues. Uh-huh. <laughs> everybody wants to be loved. Yeah. Everybody like you know like they. 
Um, and so it's everybody desperately wants something, but for whatever reason, they can't get at it. Like, I like that. Um, mm. Things that turn me off are like when it's just like mean for mean sake. Mm. To mm. me, like, uh, that doesn't, I don't really enjoy that. And even like with like Bajillion, it's like I genuinely do like those reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't do something okay. that I hated. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't. Like, that's okay. Like, I, I, I think people are funny and weird and they do and hurt people do things, <laughs> but because they can't, they don't have clarity and they can't, you know, yeah. they don't have words mm. or like models or whatever. But like, I couldn't do four seasons of a show if I didn't like kind of like real estate or or in the past and still do go to open houses just to look around and open drawers. Like if I didn't have that interest. Yeah. If I didn't also like to like make my home beautiful, you know, like I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't run a show that I didn't like really like enjoy. Right. And if I didn't actually mm. like love the characters mm-hmm. and the people that I worked with. Right. So in terms of like wacky ideas, I mean, I don't like I'm trying to like retain like like um, because I didn't think that like bajillion was wacky. I think we could do wacky ideas right. within that construct. Yeah. And then mm. I've been doing like things that I've pitched narrative like I don't think I've taken out a wacky idea. <laughs> Right, right. Because I didn't think it would sell. Now, what I did take out did not sell either. Uh, so maybe I should take out wacky ideas. <laughs> you got to get wackier. Yeah, I guess I got to get goofier. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I was just curious. We were just curious about, like, what's that whole process? Or, like, oh. how do you even derive inspiration for ideas to, like, sell TV shows, you know? Like, I think... Because I know... It, everyone's process is different yeah and i say this going i guess it's my process worked once but um i think about like oh what are what's a world that we haven't really seen yet and what relationships what Mm. relationships have we not seen what combination of relationships have we not seen i like that light bulb moment all right here's the pitch got it we should we should we should pitch a show about uh the really militant k-pop Boot camp training boot camps that Wait, from where they're in there. No, Brian, they're in there from the age of like twelve. Yeah. Brian, I'm pitching that. You yeah. are. Oh my god. I'm literally pitching that. Wow, Brian. Brian, I'm it. literally oh. pitching that. That is so crazy. You, am, I gonna, am I gonna get a cease and desist? No, you just said it. No, no, I'm literally. Um, I've that's been working. That's what I've been working on recently. However, okay. See, I think it. you're 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 full of love. You're LA. I'm very cynical. Yeah. I would I would pitch that with the aim of creating the most toxic mm. show imaginable yeah. because it is the most toxic goddamn industry yeah. imaginable. No, See, sure. and for me, for me, I had to. It is so easy to like. That's the like. I'm, I don't mean to say that. I was gonna say like that's. It's very. I, when I was gonna, I was gonna say the most obvious, but I didn't mean it derisive. I meant like that is so there because mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is true. But for me, I can't live there. Yeah. So I, I can't. <laughs> I, I like can't go in and work on that for and devote all that time to be in the, a dark place. Mm. Like I've lived right, right. darkness, and I just <laughs> work so hard to get out of it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but that is there's so fu- so much fucked up stuff, Brian. You're absolutely right. Oh yeah, for sure. So <laughs> wanting to find like 
with without taking away the stakes, which are so true, mm. finding a mm. little piece of, you know, like the goodness yeah. and, and, and finding yeah, yeah. found family, the relationships found between, yeah. you know, and having to, to find that because I can't do like, did you, do you guys remember the movie Tiny Dancer? No. Do you remember that? No. Um, I have not seen it. I, I can't. Uh, is that, am I not saying that right? In the it was dark. the uh, Dancer in the Dark, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, of thank course. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Dancer in the Dark is is a project. Is it was a good movie, but like I can't live in that Ooh, space where only neither. bad things happen. I could barely watch it. I was like, oh my god, why are we yeah, watching it's this? Like, it's I can't I can't do that. <laughs> like I need to have like because that's how my life was personally was that mm. I found in really fucking shitty, horrible, dark places. I found my fa- family i found yeah um <gasps> friends i found mm-hmm. you know i love like that in, in in tough industries and um yeah you know places i've had shared experience and yeah and maybe some trauma bonding uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> a little maybe bit. a little bit of trauma bit. bonding to find that to find i would need that part but yeah but brian like what you're saying it would be but you need you need that sour to have that little bit of sweetness. <laughs> well, I think that's a fucking fascinating pitch because you're right. Those relationships, we have never seen those. And I, I always think, I can't believe people aren't realizing how toxic the K-pop industry is because you literally look at the K-pop stars and they look miserable and like they're starving to death. But then you see them interacting yeah. with each other and they're such good friends and there's a genuine like... A real deep bond that they have for each other because they basically had to go to like this military abusive boot camp together since they were children going through all kinds of abuse and they came out of it together it's fat i'm always fascinated that sounds really yeah my my sister is army Uh uh-huh and yeah jungkook was 14 13 yeah when he started you know Mm -hmm. and you know he's in his 20s now but like just children just babies taken away they're away from their family yeah um they're still having to go to school learning multiple languages (laughs) um and on top of dance singing like it's 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 severe dieting and they just look and 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 that's idolization yeah and it's you know, we're everybody. Everybody's got a nose, Everyone, a nose implant, yeah, yeah. V, V, chin shaping, yep. everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that must be fucking really a bonding experience to have to go through all of those hardships with uh, like, you know, five other children that are your age. I feel I feel horrible. For oh, them. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And not everybody. I mean, most don't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I I think about this a lot, and this is th- this should just be a workplace comedy. But most don't make it. So, what do these people do? Do they just go work normal corporate jobs, but then just have these arsenal of skills that don't translate <laughs> anywhere? They're just like incredible dancers and singers, but they're just making PowerPoint decks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what um, are they up to? Wild. Yeah, and plus, like uh, in the sort of like background of South Korean culture, uh-huh. right? Of where, yeah. you know, like how brutal it is for them to get into the right university, how that yep. dictates 
who oh for sure your success at you know how your looks not just for k-pop is hyper important there and can equal how much money you make yeah with like the new like president who was like very like you know like i promise i will cut what little funding we have for children and women <laughs> like it's it's a oh, it's a back it's an interesting background let's just say that yeah. you know and and yeah. the disparity between like how much men make versus how much women make and how this like president was like like really fomenting um a lot of like anti-feminism yeah because um as maybe some people don't know you listeners may know or may not know is that um, men are required before they're 30 to go into military service and so he was fomenting right. like we have to leave for three day three years and as if women have a leg up you know mm. it's it's yeah. it's yeah. it's you know it's, it's dark it's, it's dark it's, it's as you said right it's dark, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a reflection of our society here in america it's also yeah. like we're not you know it's it's so funny to think about like oh there's a little bit of like, oh, that's over there, and it's like, look what happened to Britney. Yup. You know, Ex- look that's what happened what I to Ollie. Say, look what happened to Britney. She had no rights until last year. Yeah. And K-pop started <sighs> because the creator worked at MTV, <laughs> like you know, yeah. like he and he right. he he, Asia, he improved upon the system. <laughs> As yeah. we do, as Asians do, but it comes from here. But the pop star, the yeah, that right. system was developed in America decades ago, like yes. in the fucking 50s, earlier yeah. than that. With the fucking, yeah. that woman that was in right. Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland. Like she went yes. through that process Absolutely. of the starvation and the tap dancing all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Like all the, the, they, the company players back in the day. They yeah. made her take meth to ke- keep her mm. skinny. Woo, we know, we know it was American, uh, American idea that Koreans just took it and just made it more, more hard, more rough. As yeah. Koreans do. Ugh. Before we go, move on to the other question. I know you're Laotian. Can I just ask you a really quick question? Of course. Do you know where they have really good Laotian food in New York City? <laughs> I, you know, I know the owner of the um, uh, Kyo. Uh-huh. In Tribeca, do you know that place? No, I'm gonna go. Kyo, um, that that's great. Uh, that's I'm trying. That's the first thing that comes to mind right now. But I will, I will find, I will, I will get you places. But Kyo and uh, Kyo, which means red. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, which means green. I'm so sorry. Kyo means green. Um, in Tribeca. Sorry to put you on the spot because I I'm I follow this Laotian chef on TikTok, and I'm just obsessed. Cool obsessed and i'm like i need to eat this like right now who's I, the chef i don't know i don't know their name i just like follow them i'll, I'll look i'll show you and every time it, he makes a video I'm is like, it saying <gasps> is it saying dongdara does Maybe. that sound familiar i, I is never it a guy or a girl it's a man yeah it's a guy is he i bet it's my friend saying <gasps> that's your friend oh my god uh, so yeah to, yeah he's in los angeles i'm pretty I, I bet it's him is he like constantly talking about his story does he talk about his stories and personal experience yeah. as he's like making things yeah i bet it's him i i started this group called los angeles <gasps> and nice so i so it's it's in la when i moved here there really there wasn't sort of we don't have a thai town we don't have yeah. a chinatown um and 
uh, yeah, it's just started as this kind of like Facebook group that was like five people and now there's like 300 people. Um, wow. We, oh, and we that. do things in real life and um, certainly before the pandemic. And then also kind of expanded it into sort of uh, on Instagram at, at Los Angeles. It's just like, what what are what are people from Laos doing across the world, right? Like, yeah. and just re like right. putting shine on them, um, and and like so, food people, uh, um, actors, but anybody really who's like just doing something, you know, that's amazing, and putting themselves out there. Um, yeah, right. Oh, I love that. Well, cool up. You know, you you directed a documentary called Origin Story, which is available on. Amazon Prime for our listeners out there. And this is just straight from the log line. When you were 14, you took your father's side in an argument and your mom replied, why are you defending him? He's not your real dad. And this documentary is about mm. your journey to discovering what that means. For our listeners, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned from this entire process? I learned, for somebody who found out uh, that when they were 14 to really not asking any follow-up questions till she was like 34 mm. <laughs> that, that reveals something someone who can compartmentalize um, who just saved it for later but like things things that you generally stuff that you bury like that mm -hmm. has a way of always kind of coming up um, and I will say mm. specifically I, I it's how I defined myself for years as somebody who was left behind, who was not wanted. Mm. Um, and and because my mom has such a fluid relationship with the truth, uh, because <laughs> she, but all my parents are unreliable narrators, I kind of just like tried to fill in the gaps myself. Wow. So I was mm. defining myself by an incomplete story. Mm. And mm. through this process, you know, and and I, I I didn't do this without like years, a decade of therapy under my belt, and yeah. you know, like uh, having lots of support. Right. But even with that, it was the most difficult thing I think I will ever do. Mm. Um, mm. But the thing that I had to do, and was necessary to do, because I was able to put form to my dysfunction. I was able to um, kind of look at my past in a very unique way. Mm. Um, would I suggest this for everybody? Not with a whole lot of like um, caution and um, um, uh, and tips mm -hmm. um, because I don't think the human mind is meant to see different camera angles of your memory, mm. of your memories, right? Oh. right? Wow. Because I think the editing, the production was really hard was hard, the the post-production, the editing of it was even harder because, you know, you remember it a certain way and you see it, you see it in two camera angles and you see where, why didn't you, you know, you have judgment. Yeah. You have judgment of like, why didn't you follow up? Yeah. Why in that mm. moment didn't you press him on that? Mm -hmm. You have judgment on that. Right. So while I was trying to put it together, there was also this like, just going through it. Yeah. Just, but it was such a huge catalyst for me to be to to feel to have peace with my past and to feel wow. like 
to have peace with the relationship my mom's with my mom which is like i was going to look for my dad but in reality i found peace with my very tumultuous relationship with my mom wow yeah and and thereby with myself Mm -hmm. and so that was like it was it was it was an act of like it was the the hair the hero's journey it was Mm -hmm. uh you know without but kind of like by design but not by design yeah and the thing is like i wouldn't have done any of this if i hadn't brought the cameras because i didn't Mm. trust myself to like like i've been gaslit my entire <laughs> life yeah. so like yeah. it, it, it led us like am i being honest like i have i have these conversations like oh did i take that yeah. right. did i hear that wrong yeah did i make an assumption did i so when i say that there's like unreliable narrators mm-hmm. i'm including myself well yeah. camera doesn't lie right right well, camera right. doesn't you know yeah. like i think i've heard of so many stories that are you know like yours and i think um sometimes not not all of them, but a lot of them were from Asian people living in Asian communities, and I think it's it's a it is a common practice in some cultures to like be okay with the gaslighting because they believe it's protecting the child or somebody, um, and I, I think there's like not a I don't think people realize how damaging that gaslighting is. It's profoundly damaging my my it is my friend who they're not asian but my friend told me about her neighbor who's also not asian but she said that she said something like her um her daughter she had two daughters and their younger daughter child died or something and then they had another child and then they just told her that was like her sister like the other child had never died because it's mm. not and then this is like mm. in modern day and and the other child like kept remembering and was like what do you mean like this isn't the same per- can you imagine like how profoundly damaging that is it's like your reality becomes slippery it's, then you know it, it, it really it yeah, really does it really does it really messes with you yeah and, and recently i was like why am i getting spun out? like there was like two instances like maybe within the last couple weeks where I was having this like really like triggered reaction mm. that mm. said it's it seemed historical, mm. right? Like mm. it was histo- it was it was, for me to get that hysterical. It was like historical, mm. and it was because mm. it, there, I was being there was like I was being gaslit and was bringing up stuff yeah. where I have to like my brow furrows and I go, well, did I remember that conversation wrong? Mm-hmm. And I'm like mm. being told that you know like. That 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 what was said and that the experience was different than my experience. It really sends me for a loop. Yeah, same, mm. same. Me too. It really takes me. It takes me down. I'm like, wait, what? And like, I'm in my head. My brow's furrowed. I'm like, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I. And then and then <laughs> right, I feel right. like I'm a very competent person. Yeah. But then I yeah. start to feel like I'm a fuck up. Nothing is working. Like it, mm-hmm. it becomes this like shade. Yeah, comes down. The color is right. different. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be ready for this. I I, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Like everything's shit. Like it just. Yeah. It, I have those moments shit, yeah. too. I I I think a lot of I was like really gaslit as a child, which has made me a, a 
trait that I see in myself is when I know something's true and other people are trying to say it's not, I get so fucking like adamant and rage filled. I'm like, Mm. no, that's not what happened. I know what happened and you're fucking lying. It makes me, it makes me go nuts. Yeah. It's, it's it's so Mm. triggering. Yeah. (sighs) Wow. That sounds so, yeah, that sounds intense. That sounds very, but I'm so proud of you that you did that for yourself. And I'm really glad that it helped you ultimately in the end, even though it was hard for you to do. Yeah. It is that, yeah truth it's so relative mm-hmm. um and because i think that's what i, I used to be so you know I mean, you're bringing up something to me that i'm recalling like i used to be so black and white about stuff mm. like because there was so much gray yeah and in that mm. in, in an effort to control you know yeah, like yeah. Just, can something be clear mm-hmm. um and having to like surrender a little bit of like okay what you know when searching for the truth it's so relative uh when i talking to like all three of my parents it's like th- it happened so long ago yeah <laughs> like the truth the truth is like a venn right. diagram between the four of us mm-hmm. right like that's probably yeah. the closest to the truth but like to 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 like really hold my parents to the fire like it's their feet to the fire would be to like you know like i i, I for them to remember very traumatic moments. Yeah. And and since that moment in time, they've done a lot of stuff to survive. Yeah. And it's a house right. of cards. It's a house of cards. Yeah. And unless I figure out the technology to actually be in a, like some sort of back to the future type situation, yeah. with the DeLorean, like there's no, it's, it, it's not, if I'm looking just for cold, hard truth, it's never going to be satisfying because mm-hmm. we can't get, you know yeah but 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 the idea of the truth i can get to Mm. or a version of the truth that i can kind of be okay with Mm. and that's what i got right right wow uh well thank you for sharing your you know your experiences in the making of this documentary and um again as a remote like this is a call to action to all our listeners please please go watch it it is called origin story we're gonna shift gears a little okay. bit here we're it's we're getting to the fun now it's time for some fun stuff we're gonna hit you with some questions mm-hmm. and for our listeners who want to hear cool ups answers to them we're gonna ask cool up what she's loving right now what she's hating right now and what she's ashamed of you're gonna have to head over to our patreon at patreon.com slash feeling asian and subscribe now uh without further ado cool up what is something you're loving right now well cool up thanks for keeping it real with us (laughs) and for our patreon listeners you're gonna have to tune in because holy shite (laughs) that would (laughs) <laughs> let's just say that uh, i have a lot of feelings <laughs> <laughs> but uh unfortunately we're running out of time when we always ask our guests this one last question and we want to know what is something that you're proud of i am proud of the relationships i have i i am mm. i am proud i have i i really you I mean when you're talking like the, the last couple years like i don't uh, when whenever I feel insecure, it is a story. It's not my reality. Mm. My reality is mm-hmm. is that I am very secure and I'm very safe. Right. I, I mm. wasn't safe when I grew up, but mm-hmm. I am safe now. Mm. And the relationships that I have, um, I've cultivated, 
um, I'm in a good marriage. I'm in, you know, like I like whenever I feel like I am less than I remember that, you know, and, and know that and know and that having these sort of secure relationships means that wherever I go, I feel at ease. And even if I don't know people mm. or even if like, you know, I'm unsure uh, of of. I guess I'm less unsure of my place in the world. Mm. And it and, and I attribute it to those mm. relationships. Well, I, I love that. That's very sweet to hear, but I always like to say I think I think it's a if if you are really you know, if you really like all the people around you and your friends and your relationships, I think that's like a very good um reflection of who you are as a person. You know what I mean? So I think that's always a great marker. Like your community um, does reflect yourself. So that's a wonderful thing to be proud of. Thanks, guys. Thanks for we're figuring it out, aren't we? We're doing, we're doing it. it. I think. I don't we're know. We're doing it. One day at a it. time. I'm feeling much better after this podcast. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, Me too. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so bummed that our conversation's coming to an end here but for our listeners where can they find you and your work online um i am at cool up on twitter at i am cool up on instagram uh for add to cart uh you can wherever you get your fine podcast and we're at add to cart pod on instagram great how about you brian uh you can find me on socials at it's brian park and what about you young me um, you can find me at YM Mayor or Young Me Mayor on TikTok. And please follow our podcast. It's Feeling Asian Podcast everywhere. And we have a YouTube channel and, of course, the Patreon. And that's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you all here next week. Bye. Bye. Yay. Bye. If you made it this far into the podcast, you know what time it is. It's time to do some Patreon shoutouts. And Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. So go check it out at patreon.com slash feelingasian and check out our different subscription tiers. But guaranteed, any subscription amount gets you a shoutout on this podcast. And so let's jump into this week's shoutouts. First shoutout goes out to Alex M. Uh, Alex, I'm going to guess that you're an important person because you chose to just leave your last name as M. I think that is an important person move. Maybe it's for the sake of privacy, but you wanted to uh, honor the, <laughs> uh, just be, uh, honor the, the, the ritual of donating and being a patron of the arts, but you don't want to compromise your identity. So I'm going to guess that you are a CIA agent and you eat a lot of Cheez-Its. That is your go-to snack. We're talking, you know, there's ebbs and flows to your fridge and pantry, but the one constant is that there's always Cheez-Its. And uh, when you have people over, you know how to make a mean charcuterie board. So that's my guess for you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, next shout-out goes out to Tierney. Okay, so Tierney is, a, is an artsy artsy name i think this is a case of nominative determinism uh your parents are cool they named you a cool artsy name so odds are you are also a cool artsy person 
Uh, I am going to guess that you're in a noise rock band and uh, you DJ as a side hustle and you're very good at both. So you're, ma- you're basically ma- very wealthy too because you're making two robust uh, streams of income. So congratulations. You're a true artist and a professional at both. So thank you, Tierney. Uh, next shout out goes out to Grace Kim. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Grace Kim is the most Korean name possible. And I can say that as a Korean person named Brian Park, which is probably the fifth most common uh, Korean name. Uh, Grace Kim, look, you're a great person. I think you're awesome. But just purely from a statistics perspective, you're probably a consultant at McKinsey. There's just a lot of Korean Americans who be doing consulting. And you just happen to, <laughs> the stars aligned in a way on this very, very hot uh, Tuesday afternoon that I am going to guess that you're a consultant at McKinsey. But you listen to the podcast while you're racking up those airline miles. So I think you know how to make the most out of your time. So congratulations. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, next shout out goes out to Fiona Jung. Fiona, okay, that's like a, I feel, in, in my opinion, that's a less common Korean name. So I'm going to guess that your parents are Korean-American name. Your parents are both artists. They want you to be an artist. So, they want you to be an artist so, so badly. But much to this, much to the dismay of your parents, you are a dentist. That's my guess for you, Fiona. <laughs> You're a dentist and that's your form of rebellion but if you're in the new york tri-state area and you are in fact a dentist uh please leave a comment because uh i'm i'm in the market for one (laughs) uh and the last shout out for this podcast goes out to diane talud diane my guess is that you're a social worker and you're actually doing the work and you're a very, very kind and incredible person. And you have a dachshund. And you put a little red bandana on your dachshund. And it's so fucking cute. And now I want to meet your dachshund. <laughs> but um, yeah, con- thank you. Thank you for all the work that you do. I am 99% sure about this prediction so thank you for doing the work thank you for walking your beautiful cute dachshund and bringing joy to everyone around you and once again thank you all for supporting the podcast and yeah 